0: Hello everyone, I'd like to welcome you to another installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. Today's podcast is from the Hydrocarbon Processing March Issues special focus section on petrochemical technologies. The podcast is called Engineering Propylene: Value Unlocking with the PDH Process. This article is written by Vahidunisa Quresh, who is a senior process engineer. Raj Singh, who is Chief Process Engineer, and Vivek Chait, who is also a Senior Process Engineer, all of them with Bechtel. Now, remember, you can subscribe to the Main Column Podcast by clicking on the subscribe button or by using your smartphone. Just say, hey Google, Alexa, or Siri, subscribe me to the Main Column Podcast. So engineering propylene, value unlocking with the PDH process. Propylene is at the core of the petrochemical industry, with the synthesis of its numerous derivatives finding greater application in industries from textile to automobile, cosmetics, and beyond. Propylene is also a foundational block intermediate for numerous chemicals from isopropanol to propylene and polypropylene to gasoline octane enhancers. Propylene demand is outpacing capacity additions at the traditional propylene production sources of steam cracking and fluid catalytic cracking, or FCC. The limitations of these two processes require the use of alternative on-purpose propylene processes. Propane dehydrogenization, or what we'll refer to as PDH, has been the front-runner among on-purpose technologies over the past decade. This article elaborates on the various factors affecting the choice of technology for propylene synthesis and provides a balanced view on the state of PDH technology. Sources and application of propylene. In its base form, propylene has limited applications. Refrigerant is one. It has more of a use as a building block of C3-based petrochemicals. Its most significant application is in its polymeric form, polypropylene, where two-thirds of propylene finds its in use. Acrylonitrile, propylene oxide, and cumene each contribute 6% to 8% to propylene demand. OXO alcohols, acrylics, and other miscellaneous applications comprise the demand balance of polypropylene. Nearly half of propylene production worldwide comes from steam crackers, where it is a byproduct and ethylene is the main end product. FCC production of propylene makes up almost one-third of the total production of the balance, Approximately 20% to 22% of propylene is produced by on-purpose propylene processes, such as PDH or methanol to propylene, etc. Steam crackers can utilize a wide range of feedstock, from light off-gases to gas oils. These crackers are designed to cater to specific or multiple feeds to produce ethylene as the main-end product and are typically integrated with refineries. Naphtha and lighter hydrocarbons from the refinery are readily available as feedstocks for the cracker. Steam crackers produce hydrogen, propylene, aromatics, raffinate, and fuel oil as byproducts, along with ethylene. As the feedstock goes from heavier to lighter, ethylene yield increases at the cost of byproduct yield. For naphtha based crackers, the propylene to ethylene, or PE, ratio on a weight basis is approximately 0.5 to 0.6 whereas NGL-based crackers have a ratio of as low as 0.02. The objective of steam crackers has always been to maximize ethylene production. and the logistics, marketing, and overall economics of the other byproducts usually favor the decision. Refineries produce various amounts of propylene in various units, with varying purity. A major source of propylene is FCC. Other sources include thermal cracking and delayed coking. High-severity FCC units have been able to achieve C3 yield as high as 20%. C3 streams from the refinery are combined and purified to the desired, required quality of refinery-grade, polymer-grade propylene. On-Purpose Propylene Technologies Worldwide, propylene demand is expected to increase consistently above a 4% compound annual growth rate over the next decade. Demand from the U.S. and Europe will be at a moderate 2-plus percent, while major increments will be driven by developing nations. The demand side is robust, but traditional propylene production sources cannot meet the required volumes. The contributions of these processes have been declining for the past decade and will continue to fall in the future. Propylene supply from refineries is increasing with new capacity additions and advances in FCC technology to produce more propylene. However, when looking at the larger picture, it can be seen that refineries' share in net propylene production is shrinking. As refiners attempt to utilize bottom-of-the-barrel streams to produce clean fuels mandated by environmental regulations, new FCC units are finding a place in revamped refinery configurations. These refinery upgrades are driven by regulatory mandates. Financial gains are a secondary motivation. The C3s produced are used by the refiners for octane enhancement in the internal gasoline pool, with a portion leaving as LPG, or liquid petroleum gas. Two major factors affecting net production of propylene from refineries are gasoline demand and crude slate. Due to refinery upgrades and capacity additions, global gasoline capacity will remain in surplus amid post-tier 3 regulations, IMO specifications, and other local emissions standards. The cascading effect of emissions regulations provide less incentive to produce gasoline from lighter fractions, resulting in the underutilization of FCC units. This underutilization, in turn, results in lower naphtha production and, therefore, less steam cracker feed. Gasoline demand is anticipated to flatten by 2040 in response to innovative business models in the transport sector, in other words, things like electric vehicles. Lighter crude is becoming available in the global market at a bargain price, reducing the processing requirements of FCC units. Propylene production by steam crackers is characterized by a market bottleneck. As previously mentioned, steam crackers can process a wide range of feedstocks to produce olefins. Naptha-based steam crackers are less attractive when cheap, light feedstock is available. The shale gas boom in the United States disrupted the steam cracker feedstock scenario. Ethane prices fell sharply relative to crude oil, followed by naphtha prices. This resulted in newer petrochemical installations being based on lighter feedstock, and naphtha becoming a secondary consideration. Steam crackers in North America and the Middle East represent a large share of the world's ethane feedstock, whereas naphtha holds the prime position in Europe and China. Europe's share of naphtha-based crackers is expected to decrease by approximately 20% while China will likely continue to pursue NAPTA. This complex scenario has encouraged the rise of on-purpose propylene production technologies, including methanol-to-propylene and PDH. Methanol from natural gas or coal gasification is used as a feedstock in the methanol-to-propylene process to produce propylene as the main product, along with ethylene and higher olefins. It is an attractive Operation where large coal reserves are present, China leads global coal to methanol process installations and can integrate methanol to propylene. However, high water requirements and pollution concerns pose challenges for this process route. Another disadvantage of methanol to propylene is its lower propylene yield compared to PDH. Large-scale PDH plants are offering more suitable techno-commercial solutions for propylene production. PDH gains prominence. The PDH process typically contains three process blocks. One, dehydrogenization. Two, compression of reactor effluent. Three, recovery of purification of propylene. The PDH reaction takes place over a fixed or moving bed catalyst, where the reaction cycle begins with hydrocarbon vapor being dehydrogenated over hot catalysts. In the compression step, the reactor influent is compressed to a significantly, sufficiently high pressure to recover propane and propylene from the lighter components in the subsequent recovery section. In the recovery section, the compressed reactor influent is successfully chilled with propylene and ethylene refrigerant to maximize the recovery of propane and propylene for further purification. Hydrogen-rich off-gas from the recovery section is sent to the pressure swing absorption unit, or PSA, for hydrogen recovery. A portion of this off-gas is also used for dryer, regeneration, and catalyst reduction in the reactors. In the purification step, hydrocarbons from the recovery section are sent through a distillation train. Ethane and light hydrocarbons are recovered in the deethanizer and sent to outside battery limits. The downstream product splitter recovers propylene product as overhead and propane in the bottoms, which are recycled back as feed. The The Euler column removes C4 and heavier materials, which are also sent to outside battery limits. The recovery and purification sections are integrated to minimize initial investment and optimize energy efficiency. In the early 2000s, less than 3% of all propylene was being produced by on-purpose propylene processes. By 2030, this share is anticipated to skyrocket to 30% with PDH as the leading technology. The price, price differential between propane and propylene is a major driving force that directly impacts project lifestyle financials and accounts for the success of PDH. The propylene, to propylene, uh, the propylene to propane spread is highest in North America, approximately $900 per metric ton, followed by Europe, which is about $600 per metric ton, and then, of course, into Asia-Pacific. PDH technology is suitable for integration into an existing refinery petrochemical plant as well as an independent installation. PDH has a lower cost of production compared to coal gasification-based methanol to propylene plants as well as significantly higher yields compared to traditional processes. At present, UOP and Loomis are the major players in PDH with commercially proven PDH units while KBR, Lindy, BASF, and Th- Tyson Krupp our iron market share with their respective PDH technologies. Engineering the best solution. The configuration of a PDH unit can be optimized downstream of the reaction section by an engineering contractor, especially when an integration opportunity exists. For example, if a PDH unit is proposed in a petrochemical complex alongside an ethane cracker, then lighter streams like C2 and light hydrocarbons can be further processed in the demethanizer. Similarly, heavies so C4 plus etc from the deoiler bottoms can be further processed in the debutanizer these proposed integration schemes can save additional plot space and capital investment on two of the columns and their related equipment at a cost of slightly enhanced capacity for the two columns in the upstream unit Num- numerous opportunities exist where synergies of multiple processes can be achieved of multiple This high-level configuration is an example, but value creation can also be achieved at the micro-level. Takeaway Sustained demand growth for propylene has spurred the formation of a dedicated supply system independent of ethylene and core refinery processes. Over the past decade, PDH has met this industry demand with an optimum financial outcome, a balanced assessment can be accessed uh, in the actual petrochemical article published in the March issue of Hydrocarbon Processing Magazine. PDH is a techno-commercially attractive route to propylene production with a significant potential for further growth, although it faces competition from methanol to propylene, where feedstock is plentiful. It is also vulnerable to fluctuations in the propylene to propane price spread, along with increasing supplies of light crude The present favorable propylene propane spread is attracting new investments in PDH. Already successful in North America and the Middle East, PDH is expected to see considerable growth in Asia-Pacific, especially in China and Europe, into the future. Now, please note, Bechtel is a technology-neutral organization and holds no stake in any of the discussed technologies. It has extensive experience in design engineering, construction, and project management of steam crackers, FCC units, and PDH units with multiple licensors. Technology-specific information or data quoted in this is sourced from public domain and is used for indicative purposes only. Again, I want to thank you for listening to this installment of the Main Column Podcast. As I mentioned, this article can be accessed online at hydrocarbonprocessing.com within the March issue's special focus on petrochemical technologies. Lastly, please sc- subscribe to the main column podcast. You can do that by clicking on the subscribe button or by using your smartphone by saying, hey, Google, Alexa, or Siri, subscribe me to the main column podcast.